Hey everyone, you are tuned in to Arts Underground. I'm Katie Ganaway. Today we're walking the halls of Huntsville Hospital's pediatric wing with Kate Wynn, one of the hospital's three music therapists. She was hired on just before the COVID pandemic struck North Alabama. Hey, how are you doing? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Good to see you. That's the mother of one of Kate's patients congratulating Kate on a major life event of her own. She recently got married. Kate's developed relationships like this with her patient's parents. Yes, her audience consists mostly of patients who are not nearly old enough to drive. And that presents many rewarding opportunities to use her music and songwriting skills to help young people find welcome distractions from the stresses of long stays in the hospital to just get a musical sleep aid or to bring calmness to unruly situations. Especially in the NICU and then sometimes on the peds floor if a patient's really like uh, worked up um, and just like having trouble composing themselves and I'll get a call and like, hey, can you come up like right now? And I'm like, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> we enter through a door marked private where pediatric patients are treated. There's a board divided into square sections hanging on the wall with magnets and initials written in dry erase marker. Um, which I actually don't see them on here. Hey, Katie, is still here? He is gone. Oh, man. Okay. We missed him. <laughs> All right, we'll try, try the next one, <laughs> which is over on the other side. Since they've checked out, Kate and I trek back through the breezeway to the elevator and up to the floor of her next young patient. To comply with HIPAA law and without parental consent, we are keeping their names anonymous. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Doing good. Aww, you got some cute kids. Thank you. <laughs> I TikTok with him all through my pregnancy, and he just Aww. came out banging. <laughs> he loves the music. I love that. The family of five plays a variety of colorful instruments, a small rainbow-colored xylophone, red mini maracas, a blue toy drum slash shaker. Once the little orchestra is warmed up, Kate begins the session by strumming her acoustic guitar. It was an absolute blast to hang out with that family and get to see Kate in action. But before this session, I did sit down with Kate to get some background on her career choice, what about music therapy appealed to her, and learned about some of the priceless, amazing experiences she has had since joining the Huntsville Hospital team. You studied music therapy at Radford University. Uh, you're going for your master's at St. Mary of the Woods College. What interested you in getting into music therapy? And is there anything else you've ever considered other than this? Um, so I grew up always uh, just being really interested in music, um, grew up playing the flute and started playing piano when I was seven years old. Um, it just was always a big part of my family growing up. Uh, we would go to see like my grandparents play at concerts and things like that. Um, and so definitely like music was always just very valuable. Um, and I used it for myself too, um, just to, you know, get through some tough times in life. So when I heard about music therapy in high school, I thought it would be really cool for me to use music to help other people, to use it as a tool for coping with whatever they're going through. 
And I also always wanted to work with kids, so this is kind of the perfect combination of that, <laughs> um, getting to be able to do both of those things. And then on a completely different note, I thought about doing, like, food science, like, <laughs> completely different major than, you know, would be doing a lot of lab work and such, so. <laughs> um, yeah, music therapy was definitely the path for me of just being able to connect with people and just enjoy spending time together, making music together. What does it make you feel when you see your work, like, do its thing? Like, when you see people relax or people just, their mood lift up? I mean, on one hand, it's, like, really exciting um, to just see how powerful music can be in those settings um, and to see the difference between a patient who, you know, is curled up in a ball in pain when I walk in the room and then after playing some relaxing music, see them be able to relax their bodies a little bit and even go to sleep by the end of the session. And so it's just really honestly a blessing to be able to have a part in that and to be able to just help the hospital experience become a little bit better for those patients. And then, you know, when I'm working with babies in the NICU, sometimes it's a little bit less apparent to see the differences, but um, we can really watch it on the monitors. And so we really see like the, their heart rates begin to drop down and their um, oxygen saturation starts to improve and just they become more stable. And so it's really cool to have that uh, part of the experience too as they grow and <laughs> become healthier so obviously if a patient goes to sleep after you've played them a song it's not offensive to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes it's not and it's funny because a lot of times parents will be like I'm so sorry and I'm like no that's okay that's the goal because <laughs> um, a lot of times I mean in the hospital you're getting woken up a million times during the night and you know if you are especially if you are in pain or you're anxious like sometimes that's the best thing that you can do for your body to to let it relax and heal so what would you say is the balance between like a patient saying what kind of music they're wanting to hear that day or you sort of curating that for them? Like how often do you do either of those things? A lot of times when I do when I first meet a patient is get an idea of what kind of music they like to listen to and their preferences. There's a lot of research that shows that the um, – Preferred music is what benefits the patient the most because um, it relates to their culture, you know, is connected to emotional um, memories a lot of times and just activates different part of the parts of the brain. And so um, I definitely always want to get a good feel for that. Um, what I do a lot of times is start off with those songs. And um, if it's a song that, you know, say we are trying to relax and they want to hear, um, you know, like a heavy rock song, what we might do is either change the song um, accompaniment. And so, you know, we might play it on acoustic and do sort of a cover of it to make it fit those goals. Or we might just slowly transition out of that and switch into some other songs that might have a similar lyrical theme or something that the patient is still connected to, but just a little bit slower and more of that relaxing atmosphere that we're trying to go for. <laughs> Are they like more instrumental or do you sing along with the songs? Most of the time I sing along with the songs. Um, so, you know, we 
have some songs that we all have like in our back pockets of just kind of classic songs that we'll bring in, um, like the Beatles and I have a lot of Bruno Mars songs and <laughs> things like that. Um, but then our requests are anything, which is what keeps the job a lot of fun too. Because um, if I don't know the song, I'll take it home that night or bring it back to my office and try to learn it and bring it in for them the next time I see them. And so we're constantly learning things and um, experimenting with playing Lizzo and um, <laughs> we'll play... Nirvana and <laughs> then we'll go into a room and somebody wants Randy Travis so it's like every patient that you go to see during the day it's like completely different. <laughs> I know you said that it's sort of like a process to transition to more relaxing things or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is that like to see it sort of transition from I want you know ACDC to maybe I don't know what's a good one like <laughs> Johnny Cash I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, depends on what's going on with the patient in that moment, too, because we're always constantly assessing to see what's, you know, what's changing. But, you know, I might start out with some ACDC songs and maybe we start out listening to it on the iPad and really get like the real version because I don't think I can really replicate that on acoustic guitar <laughs> with my voice. So <laughs> so sometimes we do use the iPad to help us <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe go on to Nirvana has a lot of um, slower ballads that we can use that have a little bit simpler chord structures too. Um, or if not, we can simplify it um, just to make it match. So we might go on to like some Nirvana and then maybe from there might go into the Beatles and end up with say, Let It Be. And we can really go from there. And then we do sometimes then transition into the instrumental part too, because that just takes away another element for our brain to focus on, really gets us to that, that place where we can just chillin', <laughs> relax. Do you ever get complaints from the other patients, <laughs> like for the noise or anything, or is it just, is it more uh, welcomed? Yeah, um, so right now we're, we're just doing individual sessions, um, so that, that helps a little bit because we can just close off the door, um, and we try Like to, away from their room. Right, yeah. We'll just go into each individual patient's room and close the door and um, try to be mindful because... We always have, you know, kids that are just going to want to bang their hearts out on the drum. and But we try to be mindful because it is a hospital environment and first staff and patient in the room next door who's having a serious conversation. You know, we need to be mindful of those things, too. And you play guitar and piano, uh, mm-hmm. keyboard. Um, and you also sort of let the patients especially the young ones, play the instruments. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk about what those instruments are and just what it's like to see them light up and, you know, get really excited? (laughs) Yeah. Usually I'll bring in, um, like, three or four different types of instruments for them to check out during the session. I usually have, like, a xylophone or something melodic and then uh, some drums, maracas, instruments that are very accessible that are easy to pick up and learn how to play. Um, And even then, some patients will get nervous, but they're easy to prompt and show quickly, like, how to play them. And so we'll bring those in. But, yeah, so it's really neat to bring in um, those different instruments. And um, a lot of times that's kind of what gets me in the door um, because for a lot of, especially our younger kids, they see somebody walk in with scrubs and they're instantly anxious and shy and they they just 
don't want don't want to talk to them like that um and so I can pull out my guitar and (laughs) my drums and then they see like okay this person isn't so scary um she's not here to poke me or you know and so we can kind of help with some of that um anxiety surrounding the hospital environment too in that way they you know a lot of times just get really excited and it helps so much to distract them from what's going on too Um, and just even if it's only 15 minutes of playing instruments together it's 15 minutes where they're not focused on their sickness or their pain or whatever is going on. So there's also a songwriting element to what you do. Can you talk about that a little bit? So a lot of times we'll do songwriting with our older patients um, so anywhere like teenagers and that and um, it's really beneficial for our patients that are here for different uh, psychiatric reasons. We will kind of get an idea of the patient's relationship with music. So songwriting is something that they already do. Um, We definitely use that and we can do kind of like a free songwriting session with them. But for patients that that's not something that comes naturally to them, we do a lot of like fill in the blank songwritings. And so we'll take like a popular song, like three little birds and you know don't worry about a thing because blank is going to be all right and they can fill in with whatever it is that they're going through and make it their own and they can change any of those lyrics around however they want and um, a lot of times we'll try to do a song that they might not be super familiar with so that way we can even change up like the accompaniment and what instruments we use and they can really make it their own and really engage in that creative process. But it's also just really meaningful for them to be able to give the outlet of a way to express their emotions in a way that's a little bit less threatening than someone coming in and just asking like, so how are you feeling today? Like what's going on? Um, They can write it down and sing it instead. Um, And so I know one patient we had here a while ago as a teenager, and he wrote down some different lyrics just about what he was going through, and um, that also just really helped to inform the staff of what was going on and how they could better help him, um, because he was pretty withdrawn, and just, especially just being a teenage boy, too, didn't, you know, wasn't ready to open, be open and vulnerable with a lot of that stuff. And um, But he shared a lot of in his song that I was able to then pass on to the social worker and kind of so that he could get the resources that he needed to. So it's definitely a neat process for a lot of different reasons, but I, I love seeing what they create. <laughs> Do you know how long this music therapy program is going on? Yeah, so the music therapy program at the hospital started in 2007. It started out just as a small position going to our pediatric therapy and audiology clinic. And then that music therapist began spreading into palliative uh, medicine and just slowly going on to more units. Um, And so now we uh, have grown over the last 16 years to where we have two full-time music therapists and then one part-time so we hope we can keep growing too <laughs> and continue to cover cover more and more of the hospital. And you, Kate, came here in just before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is working among some really chaotic situations. Mm-hmm. How did you handle that once that started? What changed your work uh, when COVID practices were implemented here at the hospital? 
Probably the biggest thing that changed was, um, you know, we had visitation restrictions. And so um, we went from being able to have siblings and both parents and sometimes other other caregivers um, at bedside to just one parent. Being able to provide the support for the whole family definitely changed. Um, we, you know, we go in, we get the consult for the patient, but we always try to focus on the whole family unit. And so a lot of that ended up being sometimes phone calls to check in with parents. In the NICU, I did a lot of recordings with the moms and dads um, so that they could have their voice at bedside um, during the day because they wouldn't be able to be here all the time or at the same time. Um, and then just doing a lot of FaceTime with siblings, too. Um, so we we had some, you know, we would see if the patient had some maracas or even just like a table to drum on. <laughs> and the, the sibling could do that at home while we were making some music in the hospital room. And so I think that was that was the biggest difference was trying to adapt for how we were going to provide support for the family. I'm sure that you guys provided a bright spot on what was otherwise a huge dark <laughs> cloud over everybody. Yeah, I hope so. Um, <laughs> I know we did a lot of um, support for staff, too, during that time because it was just as tough on staff going through a lot of the unknown and, um, you know, there's just a lot of pressure and a lot of fear, especially in the beginning of the pand- pandemic of what was going on. And we did a lot of, like, live music on different units and just to provide something fun and you know, something different during the day. And um, and so we've continued doing that, uh, not as often, but continued doing that too because, I mean, we still all need that support from time to time. <laughs> Kate, can you talk about how you guys acquired these instruments to, to play to these patients? Yeah, so um, our program, um, the employees and the instruments that we have is all um, funded by the Huntsville Hospital Foundation. And so... That budget comes from donors that are just donating their money to the music therapy program specifically or the Huntsville Hospital Foundation, and then a certain amount of that we can use to buy these instruments to um, for us to use and then also to give out to patients so that they can take them home sometimes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more donations coming in? Or I know you talked about a program coming up mm-hmm. uh, to do with these with these instruments. Starting in 2021, we started organizing Make Music Day at the hospital. And so what that is, it's actually an international global event that is just to celebrate music for the day of, you know, and just any kind of music made by any experience level, any age level. And so we started celebrating that here at the hospital two years ago to showcase music therapy and bring awareness to the program and also to to help fundraise uh, to continue um, to build those funds so that we can get those instruments. Um, and so during that day, we do a few different things. We have instrument kits that we give out to patients on the pediatric floor and St. Jude Clinic where they can make their own tambourines, rain sticks, shakers, um, which is a lot of fun. And then we also, the last two years, have had staff that are also musicians set up in the lobbies and the cafeterias, and they'll play uh, music during the day, and um, which really just helps to make that environment a little bit more welcoming and has been a ton of fun to you to see, you know, people that 
doctors that you wouldn't expect to be musicians <laughs> bring out their their instruments and begin to play. And so, and this year we're actually excited. We're being able to allow community members to come in. So we've got some local musicians coming into the hospital. <gasps> like who? Um, so... I don't know if we have any big names, but uh, but um, we've got um, some musicians set up at Bridge Street to you to play during the evening, um, and that's on, on June 21st. Kate, can you tell me what your favorite sort of story is, seeing how your music therapy affected a patient over your time here since 2020? Probably one of the most meaningful experiences for me was um, I was working with a mother in the neonatal ICU who had given birth to twins and they were born at 24 weeks. Um, and so they were in the NICU for quite a while. So I really got to know this family well. I started out just checking in with the parents um, because the babies were too young to start doing music yet. And um, about a month later, we started just introducing the guitar uh, and mom was uh, holding both of them the first time that I played to them. Um, And so it was just, it was a really sweet moment. Unfortunately, one of the twins uh, passed away, but we were able before he passed to record his heartbeat and put that into a song. (laughs) So the heartbeat sort of acts like a drum underneath a song that has special meaning to the family. You know, they got to choose a song, and we edited that, that brought it to them. Our arts and medicine program creates these hand-painted boxes that are just absolutely beautiful <laughs> to put the USB with the recordings in. Um, and so she was able to customize it, and we gave that to mom. And it was just really meaningful because of having that relationship with the family ahead of time and really kind of seeing them through that process and then also providing support afterwards uh, while they were still here with the other twin. And about a year later, I got a message from the mom around Mother's Day and just thanking me so much and telling me how much that recording still means to her, that she listens to it often. And so it's really, that really just meant so much just to see what you know the benefit and how that impacted her and her her healing journey um, and just helped her to cope. So you talked about how music therapy helps patients with their anxiety and their pain um, helps them get to sleep even if they're you know having a hard time going to sleep what other sort of benefits would you know the average person maybe not think of that music therapy also provides? For our babies in the in the NICU, um, it helps them to self-regulate, which a lot of times they have trouble learning how to do, um, just being premature. And then we also have a device called the Pacifier Activated Lullaby um, that we use often. And as a baby sucks on his pacifier, it plays lullabies in response. So it helps to reinforce um, just that positive sucking behavior that they need to feed because they're they're still learning how to do that. And it's really sweet. Um, we can also record parents' voices on there. So there, the, that benefit is something that I think a lot of people don't think of. And for our kids with autism and other or sensory processing disorders, it helps to mask the environment. 
And so kind of helped to drown out some of those other noises and the bright lights and (laughs) um, multiple people coming in the room to talk to you and gives them something to focus on and also provides that those boundaries within music too, um, just to help them feel safe when they're in a scary environment.